freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 319 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com your premier auction house where you set the price for firearms ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is Bullets and Bombshells UK, and our guest is Gerald Bailey. Gerald is the organizer of Bullets and Bombshells UK. He was born in Rhodesia, grew up in South Africa, and now lives in the UK. He, has an, he is an elite Navy diver serving in the teams in reserves forces of the UK. Gerald is a nature conserva, conserva, conservation. conservation officer running a game <laughs> reserve and nature reserves and is a qualified firearms instructor as well as a combative red dot pistol instructor. He has published seven politically incorrect self-defense related eBooks and is a firm believer in the international right to self-defense. And here in the US, Gerald runs firearms related classes through Covenant, Covenant Tactical. Tactical Bases in Texas. I'm sorry, it's Monday. <laughs> no worries. Welcome to the show from all the way across the pond, Gerald. Thank you very much, Cheryl. Dan, just one, just one a correction. It's it's not the UK military. It's the South African Navy. Oh, oh South Africa. Okay. Okay, that's my fault. I wrote that wrong. But thank you for for clarifying that. So, and, and forgetting about the other 15 errors I did. <laughs> thank you very much, Cheryl. That's awesome. So oh, yeah. one of the things that you know always comes up when uh, you talk to people who live in other parts of the planet is you know the different laws so even here in the united states different states have different laws especially sure. as they relate to firearms um but here in the united states guns are a little bit you know kind of just ingrained in how we were born you know so ingrained in our culture uh born as a nation i should say but you grew up in places where maybe guns aren't quite that acceptable or culturally acceptable, maybe. So kind of walk us through that journey. And how did you become this person who is training and you're a nature conservationist who goes hunting and talk to us about all of that. Educate us Americans who only know what's going on, you know, three blocks away from us. <laughs> sure. Um, you, you've back in the day in Rhodesia, obviously, you know, I'm not uh, in my twenties anymore. Um, I can adjust zoom so I look like I'm in my twenties. I know you're but, lit uh, well, so you could easily. <laughs> sure, uh, you know, in Rhodesia back in the day, um, it was it was fairly freely available firearms. You would have an FN Fell R1, you know, in a family, uh, because protection against the terrorists was just imperative. 
if you wanted to live, that's what you did. Uh, in South Africa, uh, growing up in South Africa in the uh, 70s, 80s, you know, firearms, you had to uh, have a competency to show that you were competent and you would apply for a license and within two weeks you'd have a license disc for a specific firearm with a serial number. Um, there was nothing major about it. Self-defense was an acceptable uh, reason to own a firearm. Obviously, we were uh, under terrorist attack there. Um, and it's actually only well, run about now, you know, in South Africa, self-defense has always been a, a reason to own a firearm. Um, if you wanted to own more farms or multiple farms, what one would do is join a sporting body and get your dedicated status, which means you shoot a certain amount of matches per year. Um, and then you could literally own uh, semi-automatic uh, AKs, AR-15s, it's, it's no problem. Uh, in an, quite a variety of, of calibers. Uh, I know in South Africa, uh, when I was there, you could own a 50 cal. It's, it's not, a, not a big deal. You just got to afford to feed her, that's all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you, you could get a special license for a fully automatic weapon, uh, that would be, you'd have to be you know, on the border of a neighboring country. I don't know if, the, if that um, changed uh, since I last looked at it or if it's changed now. I know now um, the, because uh, I can say this now, uh, the communist hammer is coming down very hard. Um, you know, those who are protected by armed people are now, have now come out and said in South Africa that you cannot own a firearm or apply for a firearm license under self-defense, mm. uh, which is, it's just insanity. Well, it's not insanity, it's a plan. But anyway. Yes. <clears throat> right. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, so that they're trying to do that here in the United States and they're using all kinds of cute little Ooh. fancy, you know, feel good words for the children. Um, oh. Yeah, it's to keep the children. Oh, yeah. Safe. Well, that's why I do own a firearm is to keep my children. Well, sure. Safe. Yeah. And Dan, that's actually a very good point. It's for the children. That's why one of my ebooks is How to Train Your Children. Um, in the safe use of firearms. Um, and there I just slap everybody around. Um, <laughs> you know, it, and most, most of all, I, I, I tackle the, because I'd seen it on the range so often as you've got the, you know, the egotistical male coming up and, you know, he's got his, his Friday night um, beer belly out and uh, he's got his young little five-year-old and, you know, he whips out a 357 Magnum and, you know, to show off in front of his friends, he lets his little five-year-old shoot this um, hand cannon and watch him flinch and laugh and stuff like that. Um, you know, so I slapped them around and then I also tackled the people who, you know, oh no, no, we don't want to have anything to do with guns or anything like that. And, and my thing uh, is if you are not training them as a responsible adult, uh, you've got Hollywood, uh, you've got um, the computer games and some politicians um, with photographs with shotguns teaching them. There's a picture in my book. Uh, you know, and with that, with the computer games and with um, Hollywood, uh, you know, it's you finger on the trigger point and there's no consequences. Don't take responsibility. Um, all my boys, which I've been called immoral for <laughs> in this country, but all three of my, my little warriors, uh, before the age of three, they were shooting 22 pistol and 22 MP5. Safely, so, under supervision. Precisely, yeah. Powering them with knowledge and training, and that's yeah. immoral. 
Okay. Well, Gerald, right. yeah. way back BC before Cheryl, <laughs> I had I, I, I had a gun shop and uh, I, I was probably one of the most stupid persons on the planet because when we took people that never shot a gun before, we always gave them the biggest stuff first. Yeah. And, you know, watch this, watch what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you know, I have learned, I've learned that to get people to be responsible and to really respect guns, you start with the baby steps and you work your way sure. up. And same with that five-year-old, because in, in the United States, we're seeing where uh, people in teenage age that have saved mm -hmm. families mm -hmm. from home invasions or sure. robberies or burglary, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And that is on the parent. And the parent is to teach the kids responsibly. Kids can watch video games without turning into what they're doing, you know, what's going on right now. You, you're responsible with your kids from day one and they'll learn to be responsible citizens. Absolutely. And, oh, yeah. you know, so that's kind of what needs to be done and we're not doing it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, it's, I follow what goes on in the United States quite closely. Um, and you know what, uh, <laughs> as the Bible says, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, you know, we've, we've got absentee parents and, uh, you know, they're, they're leaving their children in front of TV for, for most of the day. And, uh, you know, I'm not a prude, but what's on TV now and what, what happens in Hollywood, they can't even hold a, a, a marriage down for over a year. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to lecture me on, on how to bring up my children. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to no. hell no. Not yeah. even, not no, even it's if a they, complete sentence is and, what I yeah, like right. to say. And it's not like the marriage for a year, they dramatize on how cool it is that they were only married a year. Mm -hmm. They make it yeah. a, a good thing. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing. And we think about all these people are just sitting at home watching CNN and all that stuff. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's CNN, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know her. Sorry, CNN. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon network. <laughs> You know, oh there that yes 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 yeah that one that <laughs> anyway one. you know you're right and and the tv you know we had tvs when we were kids but we weren't we didn't even want to be in front of the tv all day you oh know? yeah yeah sure. we wanted to get out yeah. and do stuff yeah well, well look i mean i i grew up on macgyver the original macgyver the a team and you know we got up to a little bit of mischief but nobody's dead i've still got all my fingers yeah. and uh, we smiling Exactly. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I do love that you, you called your sons, your uh, young warriors. I just think that's amazing. And if they grow up thinking of themselves in that way, uh, but tempered with, you know, responsibilities and, and the yes. education that comes along with that, um, that's brilliant. And I, I congratulate you on that. Um, well, thank you so much. One of the things, you know, there are certain universal languages uh, a smile is a smile everywhere you go, as far as I know, right? A, a laugh is a laugh everywhere yeah. you go. Um, firearms training, is that a universal language? I, I believe it is, but you're more deeply steeped in that than I am, is, you know, uh, pointing, you know, every gun is always loaded. That I think everybody probably teaches that, right? You think of it as though it's loaded. No. Keep your finger off the trigger before until you're ready to you know don't point it in the direction of anything you're not willing to destroy like are those universal uh things or no yes yes and no okay. yes and no uh, i i tend to just deviate slightly on that because i teach reality-based you know uh, gunfighting knife fighting all that sort of stuff it's um you know if if i 
Locked a slide back in front of you. Magazines out and I go, okay, Cheryl, check this, check this, check this. And I handed you that empty locked slide mm-hmm. uh, Glock. Mm-hmm. And you went and went, oh, and let me check, 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 check and put my finger down. That It's kind of like, well, that's a bit of a moot point. Unless it's verified in, you know, in front of you and you have verified it, you know, you know treat it as a, as a loaded firearm, but you don't go and recheck things. Okay. Um, you handle a firearm responsibly so i'm going to be as far as possible wary wary of where it is pointing uh you know because sure. we, we can't we're not going to be 100 percent all the time you know okay hold it up what's this new temple carry it's like i my, it's not a phone but anyway so a plane flies over well i've just you know covered 200 people uh pointed down at 45 well bullets ricochet they go along the ground they do funny things mm-hmm. so you know be responsible and be wary of where your your barrel is pointing Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, whenever I'd take my boys to the shooting range on the short drive in South Africa, I would be going through, okay, what are the, what are the firearm uh, commandments? You know, it's like, you know, uh, always know what's behind your intended target. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in a stressful situation, trust me, you don't know what's behind, you know, that target. <laughs> you just, the bad guy, I need to deal with it. Get off the line, do X, Y, Z. Um, you know, so having that commandment, it, it's, it can delay people, I feel, but uh, I think what I teach is as far as possible, be aware of what is behind your intended target. Um, so if I'm on a shooting range and it's a static range, well, okay, I know there's a berm there, there's a tree there, X, Y, Z. Um, but in a re- reality-based situation, I'm, I'm off the line, I'm round vehicles, I'm putting three, four, five vehicles in between me and the bad guy, um, you know, so, you know, yes, you do have, uh, you do have to temper it for your different classes. I, I'm a huge proponent of essential foundations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the, the things that's lacking nowadays. Everybody wants to do the Gucci work, um, <laughs> stuff. And, uh, as Abner Miranda calls it entertainment, you know, you come to a class <laughs> and you get entertained. So I'm come back all dirty in that and I'm tired, but you haven't learned anything that you can actually transfer into your skill sets that could save your life or somebody else's life. I love that entertainment. And I love that you're, you're, I think, challenging your students to, you know, engage their brains and not just kind of like check out and go, okay, so check this, check that, you know, it's like, be in the moment because that is so important be in the moment and that exact moment that you're in might be different than the next moment that you're in yeah so that reality based i think is so important um and then also laws are not universal and so Mm. the consequences of not maybe knowing what is behind your target and what could possibly happen to you and your life if you have a um you know, a stray round or a, a negligent discharge or, a, you know, something like that. You know, we, we aren't trainers, but we, you know, been trained and try to tell people, mm. you know, you are responsible for every single projectile that comes out of the end of that gun. Yes. In Arizona, yeah. you can be charged for a negligent uh, discharge. Absolutely. You can be yeah. charged with that just like any other crime. So yeah. it's, it's very important. And it, I'm, I'm kind of mixed feeling on when you first started your conversation about the, how to check a gun. Uh, when you when you have new people that are getting involved in firearms mm-hmm. it seems to me that yeah every time that gun passes a hand it should be checked because there are 
because I'm talking about new people that are just learning mm -hmm. how, because they're, you know, a, a, a discharge is, it's not reversible. Mm. It's, yeah. There's nothing, you, if you accidentally shoot somebody or something, it's, you can't fix that. Or yourself. Yeah. Or yourself, right. <laughs> I don't, you don't yeah, yeah, I try to avoid that. Well, yeah. actually, yeah, that, and that's a good point. But people, what I what I generally do is with a person who is, you know, where does it actually come out of, and what do we? What's this whole? It breaks. It's broken. They've got the magazine and the, the the gun. Is I actually I start off with airsoft. Um, it is a fantastic tool to teach. Um, I mean, I used to. It, um, I'd love anti gunners coming to my office. Um, I actually had two of them, and I'm quite proud to say that both of them walked away saying, I want to attend one of your classes. Awesome. Um, because I just, I took an airsoft pistol, I was like, all right, here we go. And I needed to, you know, each person is different. Um, it, it's, you've got to take each person as they are. They might have an inherent fear. They might have been uh, held up. And, um, you know, I had a friend in South Africa. She was held up. So she was like, I just don't want to touch guns. I don't want to see them. And that's that. She so had a negative response. It was like, okay, here's airsoft. Can you see this? You know, and you take them at baby steps and you build them up over a month or two. It's, it's you never rush it. Um, so, you know, making blanket statements, it's, it's a law enforcement officer or something like that. Um, but I love teaching absolute newbies on, on their first day. It's, it's, yeah. it's a privilege. It, it yeah. really is. Right. And oh, what, sure. what honor, what great, I mean, it, if you could teach everybody on this earth firearm safety, even if they don't want to carry a gun, mm -hmm. then yeah. what would that do? I mean, even though you, it's just like having a pool in your backyard, mm -hmm. you teach your kids to swim. What about the neighbors that doesn't have a pool? I don't need to teach my kid how to swim because he doesn't have a pool. Well, yeah, wait a minute. He goes negligent. to the neighbor's house. For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so a kid needs to learn how to swim, needs to know how to handle knives and they need to know what to do if there's a firearm. No matter oh, for if sure. you like firearms or not. And if everybody yeah. did that, then there would be a lot less yeah. accidents. Well, you know, I agree yeah. with you right. <laughs> on this. You know, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that, that I don't, because you know what? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, even with, with my boys, I, you know, I've <laughs> said to them, I said, you know, guys, I will teach you. It's my um, God-given responsibility to teach you about firearms and how to handle them safely. Yeah. Um, but it is up to you to choose one day i will own firearms or i will not own firearms that is perfectly your choice i will not pressure you but it's my job to teach you yeah. um Amen. and then That's also awesome. you know they're all i've got three little a type personalities as well so you know i've taught them as well if they ever went like especially in south africa if they went in and somebody had left a firearm lying around mm -hmm. you know what do you do mm -hmm. stop get everybody in a command voice out of that room mm -hmm. you know close the door and make sure and you know, nobody goes in, call for the adult. And I said to my eldest, I said, you know, that'd be the one time that I will back him up, back him up if he's a, a little bit uh, rude to the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rude with a purpose, right? There dad, we go, yeah. Yeah, my dad taught me, if you see a gun out in the middle of nowhere and no one knows who it belongs to, take it apart, clean it, put it back together <laughs> and then give it to him. <laughs> so, Wise we words. Were taught, we were taught early how to handle and take apart guns and whatever. Sure, but, yeah. No, you're, you're right. You know, uh, we have a program called Eddie Eagle. Have you heard of that? Uh, NRA has Eddie Eagle. Yes, yes, yes. And it's, I, you, I've you, heard you, of it. Basically what you yeah. described. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you think are some of the main areas of concern in 
the training world. And so, you know, again, looking at most things are probably universal, uh, no matter where in the world you are. Uh, what, what are some of the ma main areas of concern? Well, this, this is going to get me some hate mail, I know, you know, so just That's direct okay, it then. elsewhere. People um, are engaged, they're mentally engaged. So I love yeah. it when people disagree, because then they're like wrestling with For the sure, ideas, yeah. right? It's a great question. It's, you know, in my, in my experience, um, as we discussed at the Gucci wokeness, um, you get guys who are civilian based, and they will arrive to a class with a battle belt on and a, a thigh holster. And you go, well, I don't know about you, but I don't go shopping with a thigh holster and a battle belt on. Um, the, the, this Gucci wokeness of you've got to dress with tactical pants and you've got to wear, um, you know, one of those muscle shirts to show that you've got some pecs or man boobs, whatever <laughs> they want to call them that day. Um, or, you know, you're working on your, your six pack cooler box in front, but you've got your cool multicam cameras on. I think that is setting people up for the entertainment. I'm coming here and I'm being entertained and I'm going to be today. I'm going to train with a Navy SEAL. I'm going to train with Delta force, you know, and it's, they think to, that they're walking away and like, okay, now I'm on the level of that Delta operator or the SEAL, et cetera. And all you've done is been, you've entertained yourself. Um, for me, I, you know, I walk around in a pair of jeans, even in South Africa, I'd, the way I rocked up on the clock to a class is pretty much how I went to church, how I went to the shops, jeans, okay, it would be a concealment, light concealment garment. Um, I'd have the same ammunition on me, same amount of magazines, same blades, everything would be the same. Mm -hmm. um, nothing changed because also in a high stress um, situation, I don't have time to go, oh, wait, today I'm carrying smaller back or in my ankle holster or in a groin holster or, or wherever, you know, it's under my arm. Mm. It's in the same place all the time. I don't have to think where, where my defensive firearm was. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that's, you know, the, the responsibility of us instructors, uh, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not grasped by a huge proportion of instructors. Mm -hmm. um, as I say, with the entertainment value, and I, I saw it in South Africa um, hugely because the guy doesn't have a curriculum, a proper curriculum. He hasn't sat down and worked through a curriculum. He's you know, a YouTube instructor and he's got some qualification. Is that we, you, you're teaching somebody to defend their life or a loved one's life. And that could involve a no shoot situation, a let's rather get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, and it can cost them their lives and stuff. And that's the responsibility of an instructor, a firearms instructor, or a self-defense instructor, mm -hmm. is also saying to him, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. That's Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's time to actually, by God, you know, I, I say to my clients, you know, I've, I've, in Africa, I've survived about a thousand gun battles. Ask me why. How? Why? How? Because I was never there. I yes. don't do dumb things. Yes. I don't walk through the bad areas with a stupid banner. I, I dress like the gray man. I don't engage with gangsters. I don't go cause trouble. Yes. You know, that's how you avoid it. And that's how you actually live. It's a wonderful yes. thing. Um, but you know what? That's not Gucci cool. It's, mm -hmm. oh, but well, oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's how you freaking blend in, buddy. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in all my books, I've got, you know, situational spatial awareness, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, we learned in um, VIP protection and then the, the, 
the holy of holies is uh, profiling, mm-hmm. you know, and I say to my clients, you profile the hell out of everybody. If you don't like somebody, you just don't like their look, change direction, you know, tell them to back off, use your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've done that over a, um, a gas station court mm-hmm. uh, where the guy was approaching me and I used my voice and it was a command voice. And what did everybody do? They just turned their heads to him. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he was just, you know, yep. he just walked away. Now, I don't know if he had evil intent. I don't know. But, but you didn't harm him by raising your voice for a moment. I, so. I, I, probably, I probably offended him. There's probably a court case in South <laughs> Africa against me because I, <laughs> yeah. Probably, right? More than likely, but. Offended about everything these days. That's uh, right. You know, that's the scary thing about people with firearms is that would they have made that extra step that would get them into a danger zone mm. where if they didn't have a firearm, or if they if they're trained properly know that this isn't worth it this just you know just a couple days ago a guy approached me and same thing and it's like it's not worth it just walk away and i just walked away Mm -hmm. and he didn't come after me and that's a good thing because then it would have got ugly but that's that's kind of what we have to do as responsible firearm owner we have to know just because we have a firearm doesn't mean that we we need to well, I think 99.99999% right. of firearms owners yeah. understand that. And that is why, you know, that saying is so true that an armed society tends to be a polite, a polite society. society. Yeah. Look, I mean, I wrote a book, um, Self-Defense on the Law. It's with a, a detective friend of mine from South Africa. And, but it's, it's based on South African law. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is based on um, forensic science and, after you've shot that bad guy, now what happens yeah, under what law? What are the yeah. police procedures? What's going to be asked of you? And, and, and. And you know what? We, we, uh, we marketed, it, marketed it to companies and, and civilians and that. And we got zero response because it's not oh. Gucci cool. Oh. Because oh. everybody wants to dive around and stand i'm sorry i'll be controversial now in that in the in the ridiculous cat stance and not carry one up in the chamber and do arms like this figury it's just utter rubbish but it looks cool (laughs) you know and they want to you know shut around and have a a tactical epileptic epileptic fit um you know shot it's just stupid um and we've got a lot of that in south africa um i won't mention their names but there's a lot of stupidity and the guys flock to classes like that yeah. because it's Gucci cool. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, it's going to cost people their lives and it is costing farmers their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's again, the mindset is so incredibly important. Um, and it's, it's, it's half your battle already won. I said, if I can avoid it or then next step is use my voice and a command voice um, or the vets, as we know, you know, our drill instructors, they could project their voice. Um, you do that mm-hmm. okay and what you're also doing is you're setting yourself up for success for if it should progress further to a lethal shooting for your court while your honor i engaged him when he was 30 feet away with a voice everybody could hear yes clearly i said stop back off mm-hmm. um, please stay away from me and he still kept on coming so he escalated i tried to do this and he thought you know you've got to do that nowadays yes wow that's and why did you um, just for the listeners that may not know why did you say specifically farmers why is it costing farmers their lives? 
there there is a um there's a gentleman um in south africa and he's training he's training all the farmers there, there is a um there is a uh, a genocide against um well whites but particularly the farmers in south africa perpetrated by um i i call it terrorist action um so you know that the farmers are running off to this guy to go get trained military style um but it's it's just uh it's shocking how bad the training is and how he's training them literally to die uh, okay. that's my opinion uh, looking at his training that he's putting out um also one of the things that i've seen him do you know in the training thing is he actually uh verbally abuses and, assault, and assaults his clients you know or he threatens them which no professional should do that. if you can't get your message across um you know in a professional manner um you know using technology or you know demonstrating mm -hmm. to your clients you have no business being an instructor and again a lot of instructors will not shoot in front of their clients they're too scared mm -hmm. because they can't shoot mm -hmm. um you know, there's there's knife guys becoming gun instructors because the knife business is kind of dipping down. Um, and I've you know I've I've seen their their kind of advanced class and as a, and I've said to a friend of mine, I said I wouldn't even allow them onto my basic class. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's shocking how bad they're doing. It. But again, they're making up the curriculum. So in a basic class with ladies, mm -hmm. they're teaching them arrest techniques. And you're going, what the hell are you doing teaching arrest techniques for? <laughs> It's like, but they, they're, they're all these little fillers that are entertainment. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. yes. Gerald, is the, uh, is, is the farmer thing still going on? Is it? Yeah. And the government, they say that the government is part of it in a way. Is, a, is, is it? As far as my intelligence is, is you know, that I, I can see is yes. Um, when you start seeing military grade cell phone jammers being carried by these terrorists, uh -huh. you know, that that's... <sighs> Yeah. Big money. It's big money. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, yeah. so for, from what I understand, from what I've read, and there hasn't been much news about it lately, but the 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 people that came and colonized I, that started the farms years ago were white people that came to South Africa, and then the uh, now the the I guess the blacks want that land back. They say it's theirs, and they're coming in. They're taking it. And they're they're coming in mil military style, taking it away. Is that kind of what's going on? Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's not. A, I wish it was black and white as that. Mm -hmm. You know, in Rhodesia, what happened is, um, and obviously, I mean, this is relayed to me by my parents. Um, we would have a black lady or gentleman arrive at the door, and we would say, "Yes, can I help you?" And um, they'll say, no, I'm just looking at my new house. You're like, what are you talking about? No, no. When Mugabe comes in, I'm, take, I'm coming to take this house. Oh, wow. He's going to give it to me. So there's a lot of lies um, perpetrated yeah. there. You know, so it, it's, you know, the, the, when you start looking at um, the, the farm it is and what actually happens to the, and we're talking 80-year-old lady. 90 year old gentlemen they're the farm owners um the brutality i mean i got to a stage honestly where i was getting the information and i actually just went you know what that is too much yeah. the brutality uh, i won't mention it um but what happens is 
they have their traditional medicine, muti, it's called. So they get high on it uh, and it makes them bulletproof, invisible, whatever the witch doctor tells them. Um, and what happens is they'll go in and they'll perpetrate. Uh, it's just, it's sick. It's, it's, not, it's not human what they do. Um, if they catch the guys, what they do is they bring them back to the crime scene. And, and a lot of the times they, the muti is worn off now and they'll actually, they'll get sick because they'll, they don't believe that that's what I've actually done. Mm. Um, so it, it, the brutality is, uh, yeah, it's, it's horrendous. So it's not, and it's not necessarily that I'm going to come take your land because now, you know, it's what's happening in America. I believe in my personal opinion to cover myself legally, mm. um, is what's happening in South Africa. South Africa is just a lot more brutal. It's, yeah. it's a, an actual, what the government has really done well is gotten the blacks to hate whites as that you know, that one of the lies they tell them is that we were given everything under apartheid. We just were given our homes. Um, I can give you my mother's cell phone number now, mobile number, and she'll tell you, no, she spent 20 years paying that mortgage off and working overtime to pay the mortgage off. Mm. Um, you know, we, we didn't get anything for free. And what a lot of people don't realize is that during apartheid, 54% of the South African government budget, our taxes, went to the blacks to uplift their universities, medical, um, education, everything it was went for them. Um, so it's, but anyway, we're digressing off guns. Hey. We, well, we no, are, it's very that's interesting. true. And and it is, but, but I'm so glad we talked about it yeah. because I don't feel like we are hearing enough about what goes on in places like South, South Africa. And that whole racial divide is rearing mm. its head in a whole new wave here in the United States. Yeah. And I think that if people can see, oh, maybe maybe something like this is afoot here. And um, yeah. in uh, South Africa, I think it was South Africa you were saying, it's, it's full on communist now. Is that where you were saying? Yeah. Yeah, the South African government is fully communist. I remember what a lot of people don't realize is that Nelson Mandela was a full-blown communist. He wrote how to be a good communist in his own handwriting on Robben Island. Um, nobody knows that here. I guarantee no. you here in the United States. Oh, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. Nobody knows that. Yeah. So, you know, now they've gone full-blown. Uh, it, there, there is no democracy there. Um, you know, when, when we lived there, I, I would turn to my, my wife and I'd say, you know, we've got to realize that we are second-class citizens here. We pay for everything. We, we pay our taxes and all that, and we don't break the law. But as whites, we are second-class citizens. Um, and, you know, it, it's, um, you know, coming to the UK now, I mean, it's, it's you know, for, for the business networking, it's just, sorry, you're here to help me? What, what do you mean? You, you're not going to try to close me down? They're like, no, 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 no. We're here to help you. It's yeah. so refreshing. It, it really is. Um, well, when you do these racial divide uh, plays, the only winner is a, a power broker like a totalitarian government. So sure. they're playing uh, citizens against each other. For sure. Not to benefit the blacks, not to benefit the whites, no, to but benefit to benefit them. the power brokers. Right. And that For sure, is yeah. kind of the, the punctuation mark that I personally yeah. was wanting to, to make with that particular uh, sure. segue that we, we, we got off on. <laughs> but um, 
coming back to uh, the, the list of questions, and there's so many more, and I don't think we're going to have time for all of them. But uh, with your ebooks, I wanted to talk about, you know, we've already mentioned a couple of the titles. Um, but the one that specifically jumped out to me, because I think that this is another one of those things that is could be universal, horribly universal, um, talking about the farmers in, in South Africa, talking about, you know, things that, that other people have experienced in, in every place, including places in the United States, but the one that on how to survive a home invasion, I feel like there is a mm. special sub uh, floor of hell for people that invade, you know, that, that perpetrate home invasions. Yeah. And so you know, I, I want to talk about that. How do we empower our audience if such an evil should visit itself upon them? Well, the, the book is based on South Africa. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my house in South Africa, it, it, you know, it's, let's just say it was never touched, mm -hmm. never touched. And yeah, we had guys, you know, obviously bad guys, I'd profile them walking past, but my place was never touched because it was, you know, you got to make your structure um, look uninviting in the sense that um, it doesn't have to look ugly like a prison. Mm -hmm. um, you know, using, uh, as I say in the book, certain types of vegetation indigenous to your area. So, you know, cactus for Arizona um, or various other spiky plants, you put them at the corners where your, your, your fences would line up. So you put some... Um, like a cactus there or something, which will make that area very difficult to climb over. Mm -hmm. um, make your place uninviting in the sense that when a bad guy looks at it and look at your house as a bad guy and go, okay, if I was going to do this, I would do this, this, and this, and this. Mm -hmm. um, bearing in mind, which is very important, is like with my house, I because we had you know, steel fencing with seven spikes on, then into that, uh, well, besides the cameras, the lights and all that, there was burglar bars, but the burglar bars were on the inside of the window. So they had to smash the window to get to the burglar bars. The burglar bars went into the, the brickwork mm -hmm. and the lintel. Um, so they had to, you know, a lot of work, but now it also affects my escape. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so my house had a lot of um, uh, fire extinguishers mm -hmm. for that. It's like, okay, I need to, my egress rot is there. I need fire extinguishers so to help me and my family um you know there's 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 a lot to be done um with a home that can still make it look beautiful mm -hmm. and inviting to your friends but so when a bad guy walks past or drives past they go you know what that house over there is a little easier and actually my neighbor did have a, her door kicked in and her tv stolen oh, while she was there so um but again nobody touched my place yes now but, i like that and that's sort of that uh idea of you know, what you talked about early on, you said you have survived, you know, thousands of, of incidents. Why? Because you weren't there, right? Yeah. It's like that situational awareness uh, uh, kind of per, uh, part of, of all of this is, you know, avoiding the problem in the first place and, you know, creating a, a living space that yeah. discourages that but, but then you've been thoughtful for yourself. Like you said, okay, if bad guys can't get in, okay, maybe now I can't get out. And now what's the plan? Yeah. Brilliant. I love all it's of also, that. You know, setting your house up for success as well. You know, your house better than anybody. Mm 
-hmm. So, you know, we used to, um, I don't know if you get the, the salt lamps. It's a Himalayan salt. It's a yeah. pink lamp with a little light pink, bulb in it. Pink salt, yeah. Yeah. Now, I would, uh, I got a special deal on a whole lot of them and I'd place them in my home and there would a little LED bulb in there, runs all day. But I put them in all of the, if I came around a corner, it's in a darkened area over there or over there, you know, where the curtains are. Mm -hmm. It now just illuminates that area. And I can, excuse me, I can see if the curtain is over it. Yeah. You know, you start to learn. So you're setting yourself up for success, um, which is so important. And no one who came to our home would go, why is that there? Why is that there? It just, <laughs> you got a salt lamp. That's great. Yeah. But, you know, we all knew, okay, that's where it was. If I came around the corner, that's what I'd be working with. Okay. And it's illuminated those areas. Because um, in South Africa, when they also they go, get quite clever, they don't bring any weapons. Their first point, point of, uh, of um, ingress is your kitchen. So then they go to your drawer and they take knives out and then they put knives uh, you know, along their egress route. And then they'll kill you with that knife as well. They cut you with a knife or whatever. Um, you know, one thing people don't seem to realize is the bad guy doesn't give two hoots about the knife where he cuts. Oh, you must only cut for here. Oh, gosh, he's just going to stab. That's all. Um, with a firearm, he doesn't care where his, if he misses, he's just, you know, shotgunning it out. Um, so, you know, setting your house up for success, it's, it's critical. Um, and learning what to do, what not to do. And, you know, go down to your local landscape and say, hey, I need some spiky plants um, that still look nice, you know, a nice little flower yeah. on it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I speak all about that in the book. I love it. That is fantastic. Um, so finally, since we have titled this episode after your event, <laughs> Bullets and Bombshells UK, talk to us about that event. Where did it come from? What happens there? When does it happen? Uh, well, there's a Bullets and Bombshells in the United States. It's one of the all ladies, uh, many all ladies shooting events. Um, I actually ran one in South Africa and, um, we, uh, we put it together at my local shooting range and I, we thought, oh, you know what, we're going to get like 30 ladies, you know, come on. On the day, we got 110 ladies. So I was a bit, That's gosh, awesome. what I do now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> That's a good yeah, problem it, to have, right? It was a good problem. So they, they had a giggle on it. Um, so, you know, when we got here and stuff and now getting more into firearms and, and with my firearms club, I said, okay, you know what? Uh, with together with the, my, my local uh, chamber of commerce, let, let's get a, a bullets and bombshells event going UK. It's never been done here. And um, so, yeah, we, we got, you know, the construction industry, they're going to be coming in, you know, alongside and getting the ladies uh, that work there coming to shoot. Um, I've got um, my buddy who runs, uh, he owns Well Gel London, which is a all organic um, nail gel. Yes, we're going to be getting it into America as well. And um, Very cool. so there's going to be a nail bar for the ladies afterwards. And uh, we, we're looking at having, you know, on tap cough, good quality coffee and tea and a full spread meal for them. And then getting the um, Metropolitan Police, we're hoping to get uh, their firearms unit, but the lady shooters to come along and, um, you know, participate for fun. Uh, I, don't, I don't particularly believe in, you know, oh, you came first and you came second. You're great. You suck. Um, <laughs> what I what I like is, you know, if, if you just had an absolute giggle and, you know, you shot the sand berm and hit missed the target, but you just were a great sport, you get a great prize as well, because it's about encouraging ladies 
-hmm. to participate in firearms and have a positive look on proper legal firearm usage. Mm -hmm. So there is the, the Facebook page, Bullets and Bombshells UK. And uh, quick plug, I would love to link up with some sponsors out of the United States for it as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if you don't ask, you don't get. So I think there that's, we go. that's brilliant. And I love that idea that, you know, you're taking firearms training in that, in that sense um, as kind of like a self-exploration. So it's like, well, I'm going to try this thing and we'll yeah. see. And if I, I hit the berm instead of the paper, well, that's today. That's right now. That tells me where I am at this exact moment. And, and I can choose to, to, you know, practice this more and get better. Um, or maybe it's just not my thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, firearm ownership is actually quite large in the United Kingdom. Um, and I'm, I say, you know, with speaking to a lot of ladies here, they've, they've all, every single one has said, yes, I'd like to come. Uh, well, nope, Gerald, nobody is. Yes? Every time you get women involved, they're social butterflies, they're going to get more women involved and it will grow much quicker than just the old guys doing it like it used to be. Oh, yeah. If well, we I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I actually would like to have the event around the United Kingdom and then have, you know, satellite events, you know, up in Ireland, Scotland, stuff like that. Uh, why not? Why not? It's, it's legal. It's, uh, um, you know, we, we're supporting our local law enforcement. Um, yeah. I love that. Bullets and Bombshells International, right? Because you could just go well, everywhere yeah. with it. Well, if Bullets and Bombshells US, we can we can chat about that. I'd love it. I, I, I'm I'm freaking game for it. You know, yeah. I'll jump in with two feet and uh, see where I land. <laughs> see where we go. That's right. That's right. Well, um, we've mentioned uh, a few ways that people can follow you, but now let's concentrate it and tell folks that are listening, because we have listeners all over the world. Clearly you found us somehow, you know, and, and uh, you're sitting in the UK right now. So tell folks, you know, website addresses or, or social media pages, how can they follow all the work that you're doing? Well, it's just the, um, I'm on Rumble as, under Durant Tactical. Um, I believe Durant, my friend of mine mentioned the name and then I, I, I misunderstood him. And uh, I, I said Durant and he was like, no, but that's the wrong word. And I, I looked it up, it's Welsh for old man. So I thought, what the hell? Old grumpy man, <laughs> tactical on Rumble. There's some videos there. Um, my books are on schoolofarmsmedia.com. They're based in Chicago. And uh, it's the, the Bullets and Bombshells essays, just the, the Facebook page at the moment. Uh, so it's Bullets and, Bullets and Bombshells UK. And uh, I'm open to, as I say, the sponsorship. Uh, you know, even just uh, as I've, I have been chatting to some of the organizations in the States, it's just running a large event, you know, the kind of the administration, um, you know, we, I'm getting the stuff from here, what we need, but is the, you know, software that we can use to speed things up, make it more fluid. Um, you know, South African um, uh, event was quite basic. Um, and I think we were, we were pretty much overwhelmed uh, with, with the response. So I don't want to be that here. No, but that's, uh, like I said, a awesome problem to have. I love that you had that kind of turnout. And I, I do feel like you've just barely scratched the surface. But oh, I um, hope so. this has been really awesome. Thank you so much for oh, uh, reaching out and taking the time to do this. And uh, I look forward to seeing where you go with this bullets and bombshells over on the other <laughs> side of the, the pond, as they say, is that right? You're in the Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, the pond being the yeah. Atlantic Ocean, but you know, it's well, maybe I'll 
when I'm when I'm in Texas this year, you know, running uh, LE classes, I'll uh, I'll speak to Covenant Tactical Danny and see if he'll he'll do a bullets and bombshells in Texas. Uh, I, I think there is one in Texas already, but I don't think in Orange County. Oh, I love so, it. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you again so much. We pleasure. appreciate you, and we will talk again soon. Thanks, Gerald. Excellent. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye, Gerald. All right. God bless. Ciao. God bless. Wow. Gerald He's Bailey. Around, huh? That is really, really cool. Um, and, you know, we so we get so locked into, you know, like I said to him, here in the United States, we tend to be, you know, kind of, I don't know, centric minded, you know, like egocentric, like self-centric, like, like town centric, city centric, maybe state centric. And we lose track of what's going on in other places. And it's so important to know what other people have gone through, are going through, because um, it can land itself on our own front porch. Yeah. And you know, like they say, can't own a gun in England. Well, that's proof that you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not free like we are. Mm -hmm. But so, um, you know, there's things that by listening to this program, you learn about other countries and things. Mm -hmm. Like what about the, the farmers in South Africa? Yeah. You know, there was a little blurb on that. I think it was that. on uh, one of the public broadcasting stations. They talked about that once. They had like an hour show on it. And it was horrifying because mm -hmm. these people... And then the, the big problem was that they, they took over these farms. These are workers that worked at the farm. They took over the farm, mm -hmm. killed the people that lived there or mm -hmm. threw them out mm -hmm. and then didn't know how to do it. And the farms would get destroyed right. by whatever. Right. And so they were taking away. Now, now people couldn't eat because right. there's no food. Right. So there's so many things that we learn from watching this program. No, it's so true. And I do encourage everybody to, to look those things up. I hope that some of you out there listening are arguing with us in your mind. Like, what are you talking, talking about? about? Right. Oh, what come kind on. of craziness are you? They don't even have farms in South Africa. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the year yeah. 2021. These things are not happening. Okay. If they're not, go look for yourself. Right. Um, the thing about Nelson Mandela, I've just recently myself been hearing, you know, we always heard that he was just a this, hero. That's all know, I know him of. Total hero guy. And but why do I know some that? people he was a hero. Why do I know he was a hero? Well, because you were told. That's what I was told. I never did question research it. it. Right? Never questioned it. Exactly. Well, and, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean that he's an evil guy or a villain. No. But there's a nuance there, a pretty serious and significant nuance there. Yes. that. Now that, I want to know. Yeah, I had not heard uh, as, you know, a younger person. And so now I'm very curious and I, I'm arguing in my mind and I'm going to go and, and learn more about it and see, well, so even if he himself was not a communist, did his actions, right. were they taken advantage of by the communists? Was he a puppet? Who are now possibly, I don't know, right? These are the things to look at. And so um, now is the nation better off under communism? Let's go look. Let's go check it out. Let's see. It know, is to the what... people who control it. It's great. Communist works really well. And it's a perfect brokers. thing to have if you're on the top. And but remember, you're not always on top. Yeah. And isn't it interesting how con you could put communism and an equal sign 
and gun control. Like, because right. where is there communism that there is not gun control? I mean, there are places where there's gun control that there's not yet communism, but if there's communism, there is gun control. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't think I overstated that. And if I did, argue with me in your mind. Yes, tell and us. Go do your own research. Tell us what right? happens in China. How, how can you own a gun in China? What All right. It, how can you own a gun in China? What What do you have to go through to own a AK-47 in China? Hmm. Gotta be in the Interesting. Military? So <laughs> probably have to not live in China. All right, we have got to get on out of here. Thank you again to our new friend from uh, half a world away. I just, I think that's a, an amazing, we live in such an amazing time and place in history where we can have this conversation. It sounds like he's in the next room and yet he's all the way over uh, in the living in the UK and bringing his experience, his life experience um, to our our lives, right? Not just to our airwaves, not just to our ears, but into our lives. He has just shared uh, things that, you know, exposed us to, to ideas and thoughts that we didn't, we didn't have before he came right. on. And I, I think that's amazing. Uh, you know, we always say that our time is our most valuable commodity. And we talk about our listeners in that way. And it's so true. And thank you so much for spending your time with us. The exact same thing is true for our guests, right? That they spend the time sharing with us their areas of, of experience and expertise. It's, it's brilliant and it's a blessing and, and we appreciate you. All right. So if you've missed any portion of this show, what do you want to do, Dan? Go to GunStreamer. Okay. If you're you going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But don't, don't test me this early. <laughs> GunStreamer, YouTube, unless we've been kicked off, uh, and uh, the smartphone ops lens. Just go to our website. And yes, you can go to our website if you want to hear the audio only version, right? Maybe you don't, don't want to see me. You don't want to watch us talk. You just want to hear us talk. Go to gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on-demand tab and, and binge listens to your heart's content, darling. Very good. If you want to see the photos and bios and all of the works that our subject matter expert guests have uh, in their profile, go to their guest page. That's like an encyclopedia of that website. Now, I mean, you think about how many people we've had on the show. Hundreds. You know, we've had 320 episodes, but sometimes, you know, we have three, four. I mean, we've it's had. It's true. Yeah. God has blessed us richly with the people that he has brought yes. into our lives. Uh, and sometimes we get to meet here and then eventually we get to know them in real life, you know, meet them somewhere in real life. And Gerald being in Texas, I mean, that's only a couple states away. Maybe we'll, we'll make that happen. UK. I love it. I heard they have some fun stuff there. Yeah. Like, like uh, bullets and bombshells. Like slot machines like <laughs> that you can buy. I don't know. Slot like machines in stuff. Texas. Oh, I, you with yeah. your coin op stuff. That's yeah. true. He does love jukeboxes and yeah. So I want to go there and see what they got. Ball games. So and I want some some fish and chips. And fish and chips. Yeah, fish and chips. In yeah. Texas? No, Florida. I mean, UK. Okay. Okay, UK. Yeah. All right, we're getting out of here. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Until next time, please pray for our nation. Yes. Pray for the world. Yeah, all pray. the nations. Pray for Gerald's nation. Pray for South Africa. Pray for. Where else did he say Rhodesia, the places he's come from? Um, my goodness, pray for California. The, 
Like, <laughs> all the other countries, you know, <laughs> the California, leaders. Washington State, mm-hmm. you know, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, just pray for them. Yeah, DC. Anyway, um, pray for uh, the people who are in positions of leadership, even the ones you don't like, maybe especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. 